um, in the beginning of the pandemic, um, God began to do something new in me. He began to do something new in my heart, and he began to do something new in the ministry he had given me. In fact, I had made the decision that I was not going to do this ministry anymore. I had made that decision. I didn't feel like God could use me. Didn't feel like um, there was a purpose because I had to walk away from some things. Um, and a lot of times when we allow things or uh, people or a job or a ministry, if you would, to become an idol when it's taken away, you're empty. It's like you're empty. You don't know what to do. And so I did not know what to do. And my my thought was, well, I'll just stop. I'll just quit because maybe there really isn't anything in me um, because it's gone now. And so I had put my identity on the ministry and put my identity on what I was doing, right, as a servant, as serving. Uh, but then when you're not serving, in my eyes, right, because we think of serving like I got to be on the usher board, I got to be on the dream, you know, so it's like I got to be serving. So when you don't have that, you struggle and you're like, where's my identity? And with the pandemic, clearly a lot of us, you know, began to, if you would, have an exodus, <laughs> right, and do things differently. God said, you know, I'm calling you out of to bring you into. And so there was an exodus that happened. But just like the children of Israel, you know, there were moments when they wanted to give up, throw in the towel, grumble and complain, and that's why it took them 40 years. That was only supposed to be a short journey. And I believe the Lord, you know, did not want me to stay in the wilderness, so he began to speak to me. And in, in the area he began to speak to me in was that, he calls me friend. I was in prayer, and I was crying out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, if this is what you want from me, if this is the ministry you called me to, God, um, you know, give me the blueprint. Give me um, what you want to do. Show me. And so he took me to a scripture, and um, I'm going to read it to you because when I read this, it changed everything for me. I realized that my identity is not in the things that I do, but who I'm becoming. And who I'm becoming is a friend of God. And so listen to John 15, 15. And I, I got to read it out of the Passion because that's where God spoke to me the first time. Because he began to do something in my heart. He changed my heart. And so um, in John fifteen fifteen, it says, I have never called you. Listen to this. I have never called you servant. Because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friend. For I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. 
It goes on to say in verse 16, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit, and your fruit will last. Because whatever you ask of my Father, for my sake, he will give it to you. Wow. That's what the Lord spoke to me. He let me know that you are becoming a friend of God. That it wasn't man who commissioned you. It was me. He doesn't get the credit I do. And the thing I'm birthing in you, it's coming from me. It's coming straight from my heart because I reveal to my friends. And so the more that you become my friend, the more peace you have, the more joy you have, the more love you have, become my friend. And I will show you great and mighty things that you have never seen before. Become my friend, and I will use you. I will use you in incredible ways when you become my friend. This was a powerful moment for me. It freed me, you guys. It freed me. It also reminded me of a place that I was in when I first became a Christian. And I heard that song, I am a friend of God. And I remember not believing that. I did not believe I was a friend of God because of my past, because of the things I had done, because of choices I made. And I allowed shame, shame to keep me from that intimate place in God. I didn't even know that that was in the Bible. I just was like, well, that's a really nice, catchy tune. But I can't believe that. Because how can I be a friend? And I remember one day, I was in my little studio apartment in San Francisco. And God spoke to me. He said, you're my friend. Those are the words I heard. You're my friend. Because I would sit on that floor for hours crying out to God. Crying out for him to deliver me. Crying out for him to heal me and set me free. And he said, you are my friend. And then I remember that Sunday going to church. And then singing that song. And I was a dancer, you know, at church, and I would get the flags. So I had the flags, and that song, they began to sing that song, and I just began to dance and dance and dance because I was free. You see, when you become a friend of God, you get free because your friend is there for you. Your friend is there for you. And I want to encourage you this morning, don't be just an acquaintance of God. Listen, I have a lot of friends. Like, think about all your friends on social media, but you don't talk to all of them. So don't don't treat God like that. Don't treat God as one of your friends on social media, that you just have him in your friend uh, uh, box, but you don't talk to him. 
You don't confide in him. You don't walk with him. You don't laugh with him. You don't just lay with him. He is your friend. He's not an acquaintance. I know about him. Oh, yeah, God, I know him. Don't treat him like an acquaintance. Don't treat him like that. And don't even treat him like a sidekick. That when I'm really going through, that's when I need him. I need my sidekick. I need my Jesus now. I need him now because I'm going through something. Don't make him your sidekick. Don't make him that. And don't make him your friend with benefits. Uh-oh. Because I'm real friendly with God when the benefits are flowing. And my bills are being paid, and my job's going good, and my kids are good, and everything's good. Oh, we're real friends. Oh, we're good. But when a storm comes, or when there's loss or pain or tragedy or hurt, I can't, I can't, I can't get with God right now. I, I, I got to be by myself. You cannot be alone when you're a friend of God. God is your friend. God will never leave you nor forsake you like the world will do that. He is not man that he should lie. He's a promise-keeping God. He's your friend. So, I want you to really get this because for me, I'm a very friendly person and I love people. I love people. I mean, like I really love people. And so I've had to learn by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, and a lot of chastising from the Holy Spirit, come on, of what it truly means to be a friend of God. Because I should not, never, ever, 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 ever approach God the way I approach friends or how friends have approached me. Because I've had friends who've hurt me. I've had friends who've betrayed me. I've had friends who've lied to me. I've had friends who've left me. But see, God is not that. Don't put that on God. When you're a friend of God, what does he say? He says that, I call you friend. I don't call you servant. And this is something that God had to really show me in this last season here with the beginning of the pandemic and how he began to speak to me. Because I was finding my identity in how I served. And he let me know I, I didn't call you that. I don't, I don't call you a servant. I call you friend. Friends walk with God. Friends know him. They're intimate with him. They spend time, hours, hours. Anybody have friends like that that you could just talk for hours? God is better than that. You've had friends who've been with you through thick, thin, 
good, bad, ugly. God is better than that. And you've had friends who, you know, gone above and beyond and, you know, blessed you. But God is better than that. So I want to encourage you, become a friend of God. Become a friend of God. Because he says to my friends, listen to what he says. He says to my friends, I uh, reveal everything that I've heard from my father. Wow. So when you're a friend of God, you hear from him. You get revelation. He begins to speak to you, whether it be in dreams, visions, words, uh, signs, assault. He just speaks to you. Because you're his friend. Because you spend time with him and you spend time. It's not like a sometimey relationship. You're not an acquaintance. You're friends. And I also love that he says that I didn't choose you. He's, and I'm sorry, he said, You didn't choose me, but I chose you. That is the most powerful thing. Because the scripture tells us greater love than this than one who would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life for you. He chose to do that. He chose you as his friend. He picked you. Remember in junior high when people had to be picked on the team? I was always the last one to be picked because I was petite. (laughs) You know. Not very athletic. I had pigtails and a dress. You know, my mom made me wear dresses all the way through elementary school. So, you know, in junior high, I was still kind of, you know, awkward. And so I wasn't picked first. But I just want you to know, says God picked you. He picked you for this team. It says he commissioned you. He picked you for his team. He picked you for a purpose. And he says that when I commission you, I'm going to send you into the world to bear fruit. You see, people won't understand the fruit you're bearing. They'll be like, how, who, what, and you can respond to them. I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. And I know him. I know him. And he knows me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be encouraged this morning. Become a friend. As we come every morning or as you go into your own time every day with the Lord, that's who you should be becoming is a friend of God. Don't make him an acquaintance. Don't put him like your friends on Facebook. You never really talk to him or you only talk to him when it's a birthday or something like that. You know, I think this pandemic has really revealed friends. Trust me. (laughs) It is a revelation. And the greatest revelation is that God You are an incredible friend because you never leave me.
You never forsake me. You never lie on me. You never betray me. You never offend me. You never hurt me. You'd never do that to me. And God, I will never do that to you because you are my friend. I will never do that to you. So that's why I'm quick to repent. I'm quick to forgive. I'm quick to praise you. I'm quick to worship. I am quick. I am so quick to obey you because you are my friend too. And I love this friendship. I love this friendship with God. I'm going to leave you with this. The Bible says that Abraham was called a friend of God. Abraham, the man who left everything with just a word from the Lord. He called him a friend. He called him a friend. And so when we think about becoming a friend of God, it's a wherever you go, send me kind of relationship. It's a I surrender all kind of relationship. It's a God have your way kind of relationship. It's Jesus take the wheel kind of relationship. So I encourage you, become a friend of God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus.